0: To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod.
1: Welcome to the Death Panel. Patrons, thank you so much for your support. We could not do any of this without you. To help us out a little bit more, share the show with your friends, post about your favorite episodes, pre-order Health Communism and request it at your local library, or follow us at deathpanel underscore. So last week on March 29th, the House Oversight Committee held the first hearing about Medicare for All in quite a while. Longtime death panel listeners will remember our coverage of the first ever Medicare for All hearings, which began to be held back in 2019, But after those first four hearings and in the midst of the pandemic, it's actually been quite a while since this policy has been up for debate within Congress. So today, Artie, Phil and I will be rolling up our sleeves and getting into the very messy details of this hearing, breaking down what's behind the rhetoric for and against this popular in demand and powerful health finance reform that's being debated and we'll be looking at how the conversation around Medicare for All has shifted, changed, evolved, or frankly, stayed exactly the same since 2019. Yeah,
2: we're for those who missed Death Panel classic flavor, uh, here it's, it is.
0: It's interesting because I mean it. It's interesting that you say that because I mean I think some parts of this conversation have really evolved. Others, I think, it's almost not even like it's stuck in the twenty twenty uh, you know election cycle Medicare for all discussion. It almost feels like the sort of extended hangover of the ACA conversation, like the Affordable mm-hmm. Care Act yeah, conversation. It does. Um, down to like a lot of the talking points, although obviously there, there have been some significant differences, uh, that, uh, you know, which, which we'll get into, but I do think it's important to state from the the start on this, you know, respectfully, I got, first of all, I'm glad that these hearings happened, but I also have to say respectfully, it's about fucking time. Like we, it's been a long time. The whole course of the pandemic is, is, as we have been saying on the show over, over and over, you know, has been a a fantastic time to prove the need for Medicare for all. And especially now when countless just over the weekend, I saw countless like, you know, viral photos of like COVID tests now costs $150 or something. Uh, You know, if you don't have insurance, we'll bill it to the state. And then if the state doesn't cover it, then we'll send the bill back to you. And you could just end up being in medical debt over (laughs) trying to find out whether you have the disease that has you know, ripped through the entire fucking population over the last two years. So no better way to solve something like that to not have to, you know, sit and uh, wait for Congress to rubber stamp new pandemic funding for uninsured uh, for like testing for the uninsured or fucking even vaccines, vaccination for Mm -hmm. the underinsured for the uninsured or for under five year olds. Right. Uh, No better way to solve all of that needless bullshit, really, than Medicare for all.
1: Absolutely. Well,
2: yeah, I, I do think that the timing of this hearing is kind of interesting because one of the things that we didn't see like during, you know, the last two years of the pandemic, something that I'm sure that all three of us wish that we would see is that, <laughs> you know, maybe this would be, you know, a possibility of let's have some sort of temporary program that sort of, you know, creates a Test case for, you know, Medicare for all. Um, but instead, what we got was the sort of justification that we're doing crisis policymaking. We have to, like, patch the systems, p- patch the holes in the systems that <laughs> exist. Right. right. And now, lo and behold, all of that temporary policymaking, which was never really adequate. Right. And we knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of those temporary fixes are now coming due. Their their sunset dates have finally come uh, prior to the pandemic actually being over. And by the fall, the time when the Democrats will be up for an election in which they will surely lose, um, they will now have to face the fact that their additional temporary extensions to uh, the ACA subsidies are going to expire and people are going to be seeing a, a much more Costly and unavailable uh, system of health finance than they ever have before and we get democratic leading lights like david axelrod (laughs) tweeting things like gee i didn't know that uh (laughs) pharmaceuticals were so darn expensive right like like, okay dude (laughs) thank you for thank you for allowing billy Tosson to like write the pharma provisions of the aca great job
1: right absolutely and i mean i feel like right my baseline takeaway was just in watching this hearing now i watched it three times in one week And my number one frustration is that it really felt like the case for Medicare for All, even though it's brutally very self-evident right now, right? It's really suffering under the thumb of the kind of rhetoric that we've seen around the Affordable Care Act since the early 2000s.
0: To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash Pod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes and be the first to get a new
1: patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love, the Death Panel.